0: I'm aboard the Struggle Bus. You've got problems just like us. I'm aboard the Struggle Bus. Let Kate
1: and Sally help you. Welcome to the Struggle Bus. I'm Kate.
0: And I'm Sally. And we're here to fix your lives. That said, we're two people whose only qualifications to give you advice are that we have lots of feelings and lots of opinions.
1: Neither of which are a, neither of which are a substitute for professional guidance. I want to let you guys know something. First of all, it's good to be back.
0: It is great to be back. It's really good to see your face. Thank
1: you. If I do a heavy sign, I'm gonna try not to do it in the mic. I just it's because my lungs are not at full capacity. Yeah. So I've been sighing a lot and everyone thinks I'm mad at them. That no, is not you're the not. Case. It's just that your lungs are working overtime. <sighs> Pneumonia. So listen, if you have any thoughts on that, you can tweet at us at Pod, Email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com, Instagram.com slash the Pod. Use the hashtag struggle strugglepodbuds420 to find a struggle buddy. Go on to strugglebuspodcast.com com for information And also, if you would like to become a paying bonus member where you get a monthly bonus episode tailored just for you, uh, you can ask any question about anything at all in the world, and it's for as little as $5 a month. Uh, so just go on to com And if you want to join our secret Facebook group, that's free, but you have to email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. And in the subject line, make sure you say, please add me to the group, uh, because if you have a question, send that in a separate email with a separate subject. Line so we don't lose it, and give us the email that you log into Facebook with, not a phone number. Somebody gave me a phone number, but oh, i don't think that's nice. That's how some people log in. I think actually, oh, gotcha. In Europe somewhere. Okay. I think they're European. Hi, I'll get you in anyway. Um, yeah. So Sally, Catherine. First of all, thank you for being understanding, listeners, about last week. Oh yeah, you were away. <laughs> Here's what happened.
0: I went away to Boston for the holidays to my wife's family's home. And I realized, like late at night, the night before we were supposed to record, that I not only had I not brought my laptop, I hadn't brought my mic. I had nothing with me. The only way I could have recorded is if I had shouted super loud towards New York and you had recorded it.
1: Oh, we could have done that. We, we probably should have done Sorry. that.
0: So anyway, I just want to apologize <laughs> because um, I blew it and uh, it was a mistake. But as I was saying to Catherine before we started recording, I feel like maybe my unconscious was like,
1: take a week off. Well, you know, what's fun is you apologize, but I was apologizing wildly this morning because we set right. a recording time. Right. Somebody missed it and slept in. <laughs> I woke up at nine. You needed
0: the panicked. sleep. Panicked.
1: Yeah, I needed the sleep. So long story short, guys, you know, I have pneumonia. I'm, I'm done coughing. Finally, the holiday was a whole hot mess. Talk about that in a second. But uh, I didn't know that it takes you 10,492 months to Mm. recover from pneumonia. That is the number I've read. Uh, When you Google uh, how long pneumonia, all these articles, like it auto fills in, turns out for like a month after you're officially not sick, quote unquote, your body's created so many antibodies or things to help you, you know, get better. Uh-huh. And one of them is sleeping all of the time. Okay, That's one of the articles. Another article is also like your lungs aren't at full capacity. Um, it's just basically you're tired a lot and they yeah. don't know exactly why necessarily. But I will say, I feel like an accomplished person, because even though I missed recording with you, cried, went back to bed, oh, okay. woke up at three and then finally came here. <sighs> Sorry, I googled uh, stuff and they said 40% of people with pneumonia end up in the hospital. Holy and shit. it's a very, very serious it's super thing. serious. So yeah. I know I'll be fine, but yeah. that's sort of where I'm at. Um, yeah.
0: I figured it's very unlike you. And so I was like, I knew you were still recovering. So I figured you had overslept. But as soon as my brain settled on that, then I was like, but also what if mm. she was on her way here and got hit by a car, right, felt, walked into a open manhole. Um, yeah. but you didn't. You were just sleeping, and I'm glad you caught up on your sleep, and here we are. Yeah. Um, recording in um the evening.
1: <gasps> I missed you. I missed you yeah. so much. Well, let's get to our opening jibber jabber, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me everything.
0: Catherine, you? I'm good. I'm good. Um it is the new year. Uh-huh. It's twenty eighteen. Um and you know, I go back and forth every year between thinking that like the new year is an artificial way of marking time and thinking about anything that matters and thinking like, Hey, you know what? Father time is, or mother time, (laughs) mother earth and father, mother earth and father time are giving us a chance to like, I don't know, start fresh and Mm -hmm. think about things or whatever. Maybe I should do that.
1: Gender like the year is a construct. So it's so true.
0: Time, gender, it's all a construct. Mm -hmm. We're inside a simulation. Um, (laughs) I've been watching a lot of black mirror, nice but, um, Anyway, so I just, I don't know, you know, it's the new year and I'm trying to think about what do I do? Do I make resolutions? Do I just sort of jot down some notes and be like, here are things I want to think about for the next 365 65 days. I don't have a great track record of follow through. Um, I have a good track record of like setting some intentions, neglecting them, forgetting I made them. And then six months later going on a rant about how it's all bullshit anyway and i don't need to do it wow so yeah i have like a little i have a cycle um I don't know. I, I was going to actually ask you. I think we talked about this last year, too, right? We talked yeah, about resolutions. I think so. <laughs> Who can remember? I don't know what we said. Do you remember what we said?
1: I, I think I said what I usually say, which is I don't make resolutions, but I do sort of take note of the year and things yeah. that I maybe want to accomplish. But I'm not hard on myself. I find that when you make resolutions that your entire year is you guys. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work Sorry. out. Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's just like let me start the year with self-punishment is exactly. how I feel about resolutions. Exactly. And I don't know. I feel like I'm always engaged in a process of like – Thinking about things and analyzing them and, mm-hmm. and trying to like change patterns in my life that I feel like are destructive or not great. And so it's like, what is that? What does January 1st mean for me if I'm doing that all the mm-hmm. time? I don't know. But at the same time, I did write down a few things that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And Can you share or nah? Well, yeah, I can share wait, I actually can't remember. (laughs) So there were, (laughs) I'm really off to a great start. It's January 2nd. Um, I, oh, there were three things. One of them I can't remember. One of them I don't (laughs) want to share. And, but one of them I will tell you, which is I want to be able to do Mm pull-ups in 2018. Oh,
1: like how many, just one? Well,
0: I would love to be able to do at least one, but I, I would hope that once I do the first, I can then like add some more onto it. Okay. Um, I've been working on it Oh, sorry. I just yelled so loud. To the yeah, mic. you did. I, I, so I'm oh, so okay. sorry. Everyone's ears. I've oh, been no, it's okay. I've been working on it for like, maybe a month now or yeah, but about four weeks. Um, And I decided that I really want to I didn't really set fitness goals. Mm. I just like work out because I like working out. And I thought, let me try this. Let me mm-hmm. actually set a goal goal and see what happens. So that's like one of the things I want to do. Um, I also want to yeah. I have a not a very good memory. Uh, In fact, I personally think that I have a significantly worse memory than the average person. Um, And so, I want to take more notes about stuff I'm doing in my everyday life so that I remember because often I don't remember stuff I've done. Interesting. So yeah, I'm just going to be writing down movies I watch and books I'm reading. Um, I don't want to go to bananas because if I try to take a lot of notes or keep a journal it won't happen and then I'll get yeah. mad at myself yeah. so I'm just taking like a couple notes to sort of keep track about of like what my daily life is like wow. yeah
1: so like not a diary but just an update every day basically I think about yeah. that too I want yeah. to try doing that I'm terrible with journaling
0: I am too I just have never yeah. done it consistently
1: yeah my um, handwriting's terrible too so it's like what
0: yeah I know so is mine mm. I thought uh, I would resolve to work on my penmanship this year but I just don't think it's gonna happen, Catherine. And I
1: gave up in grade school.
0: It's real bad, and it's only gotten worse because I never have an opportunity to write. Really, when you know?
1: I yeah, when I have to write, uh, and trust me, it's a have to. Yeah, uh, with my hands, not like typing. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. I occasionally, uh, at the show, we we do different things in the new Futurist show, and one of them is a, a greeter, the person who name right? tags and gives name tags. I always volunteer whenever no one else is volunteering. Yeah, but like no one can read their fucking name tag. Everyone scribbles. Yeah, it's like so. This is Lotus Max. I'm like, no, no, it's uh, September Rain. They're like, no, I do <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So anyway, that's great though. That um. Yeah. You like, made some resolutions. Thank you. Sort of.
0: Sort of. Sort I of. Like res- that. Yeah. I don't really know what to call them, but we'll call them sort of resolutions.
1: After you do your first pull up, can you text me?
0: Definitely. Perfect. I'm gonna be fucking video Mm
1: -hmm.
0: blogging that shit (laughs) because video (laughs) blogs are a thing I'm gonna vlog it Ah, um Catherine yes talk to me about your jibber jabber what
1: a week you guys it's been
0: been a bit of a rough one
1: happy new year everyone um (laughs) right before we were supposed to have you know Christmas we had all these plans because we have two families with Alex's family my boyfriend you know and my family uh, we come up with all this stuff and then we were going to have our first vacation alone mm. in the middle of nowhere in a cabin for four straight days. No auditions. This is a one week out of the year where like there's nothing. And I finished all my work with clients. And right before the holidays, Alex's grandmother very suddenly passed away. Mm. Not suddenly. I mean, she was old and, you know, wasn't doing that well, but um, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, I'm not going to get mad. But, nice. like, I'm disappointed. So sure. everything had to get switched off because they flew out to Missouri. I couldn't go for a lot of reasons. One of them is the pneumonia. Um, so I was stuck with myself all week and you. Mm. You were my text buddy. We texted. And, you know, at first I'm, you know, disappointed. But then I, I realized I had a really nice time alone at the house. Mm. I did a lot of resting. I tried. Oh, my God, Sally. I got a pizza stone for Christmas. and oh, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I asked for it. But um, yes. I learned how to flip pizza dough. I went on YouTube. And... I'm going to be pitching a play where I teach the audience. <gasps> how, that's what that oh is God. in there is pizza dough. What's the secret? There's so many. Really? Oh, okay. First of all, you're going to screw up so many times. I've made several pizzas. The last one was amazing. I'll make you pizza. Okay. Love um it. It's basically, there's several videos I learn best when learning how I want to do it or learn what works for me. Okay. So I try different techniques, but the one that works for me, since I, I mean, I could do the two-handed flip, but, like, who has time, right? (laughs) But I found that pizza dough's very, very stretchy, and it's hard to break through, right? Like, you have to really try to get a hole in there. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can, but if you trust that it's going to get very thin and that it won't break and Mm -hmm. you trust yourself, it's basically picture and I finally got it down to the part where I I unroll it and you press down. You don't use a rolling pin. You just use your fingers, knead it out, get it a little bit bigger, like 10 inches maybe. And then you put it on under both hands and with whatever hand is your dominant hand, my right hand, it's sort of like a flip out like a frisbee but like not but underneath the frisbee and okay. then catch it in the middle Whoa. and it stretches on your hand now i tried several different methods so that's the one that worked for me okay. i'm getting really good at it okay alex isn't as appreciative or impressed as i thought he would be uh, i was like look he's like yeah you're doing it i'm like look again he's like why look <laughs> like i'm like mom look um that's but incredible i taught myself how to do that so i have to say i was really sad and sick and all this stuff but we made the best of it we made a different christmas day before christmas was mm. with alex's family that's then good. they flew out It's not my family. And it was a really nice week. And I found myself feeling very grateful for all the love in my life and you and my family and health. I know like, haha, but like, you know, my health is overall fine, you know, and um, I'm really, it was an interesting lesson. And it was an interesting week. And um, yeah,
0: I'm glad that you like it turned out that you made something or that it, it ended up being like a good thing because yeah. I felt so bad that you I, you were looking so forward to that vacation and it just sucks being sick on your time off and yeah. you work so hard at everything you do and you do so much and I, I feel like you're the hardest working woman in show business ah. podcast 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 business neo's business everything mm. and I was so sense. bummed for you but I'm really glad that it turned out to be a thing that you were happy with well yeah. you know okay yeah.
1: with it worked out so I can make a pizza now is That's that incredible.
0: what's it called pizza spinning pizza yeah food? I
1: just like I googled like flipping pizza or something That's and there's so like cool. so many videos
0: I'm wicked
1: impressed yeah but just try it and yeah. pizza dough cheap you just go to the store by the way you don't have to make it who does that I just buy it for five bucks it's enough to actually make two medium sized pizzas shit I know five bucks a dough is already made done
0: pizza is the best kept secret it is who get a
1: stone too or just go to Home Depot and get like a stone a regular stone and learn about pizza stones and how so, they work
0: Well, wh- I guess we don't have to talk about this on air, but why does it be oh, made on a pizza
1: stone? Um, it okay. So pizza stones help it all the way through, like keep it even. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. when you like, put something in heaven oven, all of a sudden there's like the sides are burnt and the middle uh, isn't done. Okay, because it's dough. Um, trust me, you can fuck it up, and I I definitely had some practice time, but it really just heats it up. You have to keep the pizza stone in there for half an hour before you even put the pizza on. Gotcha. The trick though is because you can't take the stone out is getting your made pizza on top of on this. the hot. I stone. can talk to you for hours. We should do a oh, bonus episode about should. what I learned about the pizza stone. Yes,
0: oh, it's like an, it's an art and science i
1: became obsessed yes cool. so that was it and i feel really bad about this morning but i understand it's not like i do it all the time and you're yeah. so understanding you, you texted me
0: yeah i don't worry about it you i you were sick you're recovering we we're doing it's fine
1: i was still looking forward to it too. i know i was too but we're, now we're here, you we're are. here now. thank you everyone yeah. so should we flop on into flop i love I that no vocabulary. Let's keep that let's a, flop on in a thing we did for self-care flop all right we're back and we're you say it you're better and we're back (laughs) (laughs) thing we did for self-care um sally do you want to go first about your self-care this
0: week i'll go first i uh i've never spent so many days in a row doing only what i felt like doing so we went (laughs) we went to boston and then we went to new haven to see Andre's parents and then we went and my parents. And then when we got back, we had like three days left of our vacation Mm -hmm. and for those three days, uh, I only did stuff I wanted to do. I mean, you know, I I brushed my teeth. I bathed. So, uh, you know, I I did do some like basic self-care stuff. I did not bathe. But I mean, mean, beyond that, I just was like, I'm going to sit around all day. I'm going to read. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to make coffee. I'm going to make tea. I was like inert for like three days. What'd you watch? Um, Okay. So I watched a documentary called Born Strong, which is about these guys that compete in the Arnold Strongman competition, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. I watched the first four episodes of Black Mirror. I finished a book and started another book. I watched um, Lone Star. Have you seen that? No. With Chris Cooper. It's a oh, John Sayles movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Chris Cooper is awesome. Um, and I actually wrote down the other stuff I watched, but I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell cool. you. But um, yeah, just like a lot of doing nothing. And I played video games with my brother. It was so relaxing. I-, I just, I didn't like, I worked out in the morning, but I didn't make myself like do anything that I didn't really want to do. Mm-hmm.
1: I-, I will say I noticed that you're getting up very early, like yeah. five in the morning, as was I. I would get up to like pee or something and yeah. notice that you know, you texted or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that's why I was up early.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I always, you know, I'm an early riser in general, but lately for the last like six months, it's gotten like even earlier. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but, um, wait, what was I just going to say? Oh, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I don't, uh, it was like a half form thought and it was stuff I've been doing working out, working out. Oh, what I found is that when I have a weekend and I am like thinking like, okay, I got to go get groceries. I got to do laundry. I got to like get this financial stuff in order blah, blah, blah. I basically sit around wanting to not do any of that stuff and like avoid it forever. Mm -hmm. But this, these like three days where I did absolutely nothing and let myself off the hook for doing anything, I actually ended up totally having bandwidth to do that stuff. There would just be like a moment that came up and I'd be like, Oh, let me take care of that thing. Mm -hmm. It was quite interesting. If you don't, uh, punish yourself into oblivion you actually get more done you guys
1: so true you and know? you know what we were talking about this last week or, or the other week when I was mentioning being sick you really do force yourself to be like I'm gonna do me stuff fuck it yeah so um yeah yeah Excellent.
0: so Catherine tell me about you your self-care
1: <gasps> okay I love mystery science theater 3000 is my favorite show in the entire world mm-hmm. I've not seen the reboot I don't know if I can bring myself to do it I love the old one I love okay. joel i 've met mike i 've met people i 've had Frank on tell the bartender I know everything about mystery science theater and i 'm not afraid to share and if you 're a misty out there, we can totally talk for hours about this. But um, I was feeling overwhelmed Some, you know my boyfriend came back in New Year 's and stuff, but I was feeling really the news has been hard to mm. watch and avoid sometimes. And I just wanted to sit down and watch Mystery Science Theater. So I went on YouTube and I found all these movies that i had either seen before or ones that I've only watched half of them. And I just went into a rabbit hole. That's amazing. And it was, I was laughing so hard. Oh, they really hold up.
0: Are they not like on DVD or something?
1: I mean, yeah, but like, you know, I, I want it on YouTube. Like, yeah, I, I want you. it. I
0: hear you. Do you Go have a ahead. DVD player, by the way? Yes. Okay
1: because I gave Sally a copy of I, Tanya. I need a full book report because I loved it.
0: I'm so excited. Uh, I have a couple DVDs, actually, that I have to watch because you lent us a couple others.
1: And those are on our to-watch list, for sure. I'm allowed to say it. Can I tell them my big news? Yeah. Last year... I was on, the reason I went or to I all these. I didn't you were allowed to say it. Okay. Uh, no, I, not on social, no, not publicly. Okay. Like, I could say it to friends, but I was selected randomly to be one of the very few people in the world country to be on the SAG Awards nominating committee. Now, every year we get a copy of the DVDs of the movies that are nominated, but the nominating committee gets sent every single movie that every studio wants to send you. Awesome. I got the post, I saw the post twice in the theaters with Meryl Streep early, like, they allegedly used to wine and dine you and throw parties and stuff. This year, was a little bit on the slimmer side, but I'll take it. I still yeah. saw some amazing movies and I also got them all on DVD. So if you've been wondering why I talk flippantly about this DVD or that movie, I saw, you know, I love you, Daddy. That was how I got that. Everyone's like, how'd you get that? I was like, let me tell you. <laughs> so I can tell you that um I was part of the process to help nominate the uh award nominated people. Some of my people got nominated, nice. some of them didn't. I, get it Get Out was I think one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Get Out in Shape of Water and in the Fade are my three top.
0: In the Fade, which one is you that? Never
1: would have seen it. You will. I'll lend it to you. It's okay. a German movie.
0: Oh yeah, Andrea was talking about that. Amazing. Okay, yeah, she wants to see that.
1: Really yeah. good. Big time. Heavy. Yes and no. Okay. It's a, all right. It's a really smart story. You would love it. Oh cool. I'm I'll, I'll lend it to you. Sweet. So there's that. So that's why uh, I was being all fancy last year. I love it. Yeah. So Mystery Science Theater. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. Yeah. I'm all over the place, guys. Anything else we discuss before we just dive in? Should we?
0: I don't know. I mean, we talked so about the
1: New much. Year. We What else we talk I mean, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, fine. I'll say it. I had a situation on New Year's. It was really nice. My boyfriend was working, and I went and had dinner with him before uh-huh. and stayed for a couple hours, but I got home at a decent time nice. um, to watch the ball drop on TV, which I always do, even though I don't get it, but like I end yeah. up loving watching it, it's especially when they sing New York, New York, and I'm like, oh, that's Aww. where we live.
0: Um, But
1: I did. I hope he's with me saying this, but I had a little uh, conversation with him and he knew was that uh, there was a regular in the bar who was there who within two seconds of just chatting and there's no one really there early. It was like five or something. He mentioned that he maybe had plans with this, um, pardon my French, internet whore he was dating. And I was like, oh, boy wow and I looked over and he and his coworker were like Shh. and I'm like God, now would be a great time for them to say something not me right so I actually waited a little bit because I wasn't comfortable and I then I brought it up and I was like maybe you don't use that word I mean are like, what do you and then it was yeah he said a couple things that night that I was like so I told my boyfriend he's like I oh, yeah I saw that I'm really sorry he's kind of a problem and I said you know I'm not saying do it tomorrow and I'm not saying do it when you're not ready but I want you to start thinking about li- living in a world eventually where a guy will say that in a bar and the bartenders immediately go, whoa, whoa don't mm-hmm. you talk like that. Totally. And the woman doesn't have to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're right. I really should learn to say something. And I said, it'll happen eventually, but I want you just to start thinking about it. Oh, that's nice. It's like a good way to put it. Yeah, I was like, don't force it. I understand it's awkward, but think about a world you want or mm-hmm. maybe potential daughter to, like, live in or, or whoever. It's like, right. we have to start making the change now. Like, yeah. I was like, you should maybe talk to your coworkers about practicing that. So this guy was a regular or, like, a, a customer? The yeah. The guy that said it. Okay. Ugh, yeah. gross. Okay. But you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I said something because I'm not going to let that go. But, like, it puts me in a weird position, too.
0: Yeah, it know? does. I mean, because then it's, like, on
1: you. It's always on us. It always is. (laughs) Yeah, and and the two of them heard it and were physically uncomfortable. But I I would really like for them to next time think about maybe say something.
0: I have a really hard time calling out
1: certain people, like uh, in certain
0: situations. Sometimes I have like no problem; it comes right out of me. And other times, I don't even know what to do. I feel so disarmed by the fact that something is even being said that it sort of jams my signals, and I'm like. You have to
1: read the room and, and feel if it's in your comfort level right. and I don't want him doing anything that he doesn't feel like he can do that would be mm-hmm. helpful. It's more like let's start thinking about that.
0: Totally. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think also like you can call yourself out like you can say something and then be like, oh, that was inappropriate. Not that this guy would have said that because he sounds
1: like a serial yeah. problematic person. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, I thought that was an, I, I thought about that a lot. And we had a really good conversation. Yeah. And he's like, you're absolutely right. And That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a whole other show.
0: Okay. Whole other show. We but I like a, that it was in the show.
1: Yes. And we will do a bonus episode, by the way. Yeah, right? we do. Correct. We have
0: one for this month. This is right. At
1: some point coming cool. up. Um, okay. So let's do an email. Let's do email number one. And we're back.
0: <laughs> and we're back. Um, okay. So this f- person asked for a name that is vaguely gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um Give any thoughts, Catherine? Yes. Okay.
1: I'm watching The Fall, which is an okay. amazing show. Okay. Gillian Anderson. Oh my gosh! It's about a serial killer, so okay. be careful, you know. But Fair. I actually am not having any problems with it. It's oh, fascinating. That's cool. I don't want to give the name of any. Her name is Stella, but I don't know if that's gender neutral. But her last name's Gibson. Ooh. Did we ever use
0: Gibson? No, but it's great. I like Gibson. I'm into it. Yeah. It's the name of a guitar. It's yes. The name of Debbie Gibson. And a drink. A drink.
1: Mm-hmm. It is oh, a martini man. with a cocktail onion. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay, should I read this?
1: Um. Oh, yeah. Or do you want me to? Or does it matter?
0: Yeah, I'll read it. Go for it. Okay. And now my problem. Both <laughs> me and my fiance are new to the city. I should start that over. Hold on. Yeah. Both me and my fiance are new to the city we live in, and we are slowly establishing a circle of friends. A bit of background. We are a visibly queer couple, so our friendship pool is made a lot smaller because discrimination is a thing, and since my work is focused around queerness and education, I'd rather not be explaining queerness in my personal life, so I generally look for people who are on our level knowledge-wise. We are also engaged and got engaged rather young. So into the problem. Since I am very happy in my love life, it seems that all the anxiety that is supposed to go with dating and such during your 20s has shifted into finding friends instead. I am very selective about the people I surround myself with because of past friendship failures. So making close friends who I can really trust is really important to me. So the second a person who I'm trying to be friends with is out of my sightline, I immediately start thinking they don't actually like me and are only talking to me because I'm persistent. And I've tried communicating it in a healthy way to people I'm closer with, but it doesn't seem to help much. So I guess my question is, how do I go about finding security and lowering my anxiety levels over making friends in a way that is healthy? Thank you for reading, Gibson. Yeah, thank you for
1: writing in. Um, I wonder why you feel that way about yourself, you know? Um, I I think that that's the question I want to know is, did somebody treat you really badly? Why is it that you're feeling anxious or... Um, that you're not trusting or worried? Because that's not something that I think most people do think about. I don't know. I mean, definitely I everyone's got their own thing. But if you do want to be friends with a person and that is in the back of your head, I can understand how that would be stunting. So I wonder if maybe first you want to sort of unpack that. Um, I know everyone's like, if you can go to therapy, but like mm-hmm. if you can investigate that, I think that might help you then be able to be open to it. It's kind of like, for me, I had a hard time even just dating or being in relationships, because I didn't realize at the time, but I was pushing people way back into a wall, and I wouldn't get, I wouldn't let myself get close because I was too scared to, like, you know. And then I'd complain like, I can't meet anyone, and it's like I know how I presented myself was very sarcastic and not caring because I was actually too scared to be in a relationship. I know that's different than a friendship, but I'm, but I did have to work on that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but definitely think about why it is that you feel that way. Mm. I think you said in the past. There were some things, so maybe that's it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll get to the second part of how to meet people but um, or about meeting new people. Is that what the question was, too, also? Um,
0: how do I go about finding security and lowering my anxiety
1: levels right. for making friends? Yeah, I think the best thing to do is just really investigate that, Sally, thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think um, you mentioned past friendship failures, and I think it would be useful to – understand more about those. Maybe you do and you just didn't include it in the email. But if you haven't thought about those and like how those friendships, you know, fell apart or dissolved and all the feelings you had around that, um, I think that would be a really great place to start. Um, I think because it's one of those things where like you can't solve the problem until you actually identify what it is. So it's like, you you know, uh, in terms of like lowering your anxiety levels about making friends, I think you have to figure out what it is that's making you anxious and not just the like I'm anxious that when they're out of my sight line they don't want to be friends with Mm -hmm. me because that's only like the surface thing there's like something else going on with you around making friends um but it's it takes time of like thinking about that to figure out what it is um I thought it was interesting that you said since I'm very happy in my love life it seems that all the anxiety that is supposed to go with dating and such during your 20s has shifted into finding friends Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know why that stood out to me. I don't think it like means something, you know, but, or, or means something specific, but it's just an interesting framework. Um, because I think that, uh, I think that people, there are, I think there are plenty of people who have anxiety about making friends and not about dating, have anxiety about both, have anxiety about neither. But it's, it's interesting that you have this like particular frame um about how your anxiety has like shifted to the thing it's like supposed to be on to the mm-hmm. thing it is on instead and that just sort of made me think for a second um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so i don't know i just i feel like there's probably i i feel like the heavy lifting here is like spending t- some time figuring out what is actually going on with you around this anxiety before you solve it i mean you know we can give you plenty of tips about like how to like respond to your own anxiety Mm. and like CBT techniques and like, you know, but you can Google that stuff too. (laughs) I think that, I think like the larger thing is what is happening for you. And it's, I just, it's interesting, like the way that you've described your relationship and, um, and like sort of, juxtaposed it with your friendships or potential friendships. So I I guess what I'm saying is I think there's some stuff for you to explore there. Yeah,
1: that stood out to me, too. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Also, you know, if there's YouTube videos about flipping pizza, there's definitely (laughs) YouTube videos to help you with some anxiety. But you know what else is interesting to me is, um, first of all, you have every right to be – uh, what's the word you used? Uh, Would they say, yeah, picky about friendships, which I, I think that's a good thing. I don't see that a negative at all. Um, but define friendship to yourself, right? So because for me, I have very close friends I talk about certain things with and I trust with my life. And then the, I have acquaintances and friends who I don't see that often, but we look, like go to movies together. Like there's different people in my life for different things that I want And I just wonder if maybe if you think about what you want out of a friendship, then that might help narrow some things down, too. Um, And, yeah, going back to what Sally said about trying things you know you may want to look into that and one you know try things like challenging yourself I'm gonna be friends with this person and I'm gonna trust them and if the worst case scenario happens that's okay I'll be fine Mm -hmm. you know maybe like start practicing but think about what you want from a friend like what does that mean exactly do you want to share very intimate secrets do you want to go out to dinner every couple nights do you want to play board games like there's just different Mm -hmm. people in everyone's lives that have different you know, importance, and some of them aren't very serious friendships, or or you know what I mean, not dedicated friendships, but hang time partners mm-hmm. or couples or something like that. Right. So yeah, think about what you want out of a friend too.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good advice, and I think also another thing that could help is like asking yourself, "What would it look like if I was in a close and successful friendship? Like, what mm. does that mean? What does close mean to me? What does successful mean to me? And if it's like, you know, um, they." I text them and they text back. We ask each other to hang out a relatively even amount of times. Um, You know, they reciprocate, you know, the feelings of like intimacy that you want to have, you know, that I want to have. Like if you, if you write those things out and then you say to yourself, if I make a friend and they're like ticking all these boxes, I'm not allowed to think that as soon as they're out of my sight, they don't really want to be friends with me. Um, you can sort of like trick yourself into believing that it's okay. You know what I mean? Like if if you mm-hmm. say like if this person is X, Y, and Z, then it means the friendship is working. Well, if they do X, Y, and Z, then like you're good to go and you can lay yourself off the hook. And I, I know that that's like, it's like easier said than done. But I just think that sometimes with anxiety, what's ha- what happens is you get really fixated on what you're worried about. And then your anxiety like, gets away from the specific thing and it just becomes this big, you know, non-specific ball of worry. And then it's like, you're not, you don't even really know what it is that's like making you anxious. Like, what is it about the person, what is it about what the person is doing that is making you feel anxious or is making you feel like they don't want to be your friend? And I think if you can sort of figure those things out and even like list them out, beforehand like before you feel anxious that can be something you can refer back to that might be helpful yeah that's great yeah
1: let us know i'm glad that um your partner's awesome and congrats on your move and uh yeah let us know what happens yes gibson. keep us posted gibson thank you all right i let's get to number two the second one is from uh bombarella they've written in before mm-hmm. um so yeah let's let's read this dear sally and kate oh hello some action Some going siren on siren action there. in the background. Hold, hold for siren. Hold for sirens. It's it's there could be a lot hard. of them. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just wait for a little bit. So while the siren's going... Okay. I thought of a song of the week, by the way.
0: Oh, sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Because I was like struggling. I'm no, not going to lie.
1: I got a good one. It's a holiday song. All right. <clears throat> so... Dear Sally and Kate, greetings from Bumbarella. I wrote in a while back about how to move forward with dating after being out of the game for so long. I wanted to give an update, share a funny story, and ask a question that popped up the other night. Feel free to skip any of the sections below. We won't. (laughs) Update. You made the good point that I should figure out what I want. I think we gave that same advice to Bumbarella Mm -hmm. as we did Gibson. Um, (laughs) Admittedly, I didn't know what I wanted, and I'm still... Figuring it out, but I have basic goals that I revise every so often while mostly going with the flow of what feels right. I started a hookup slash buddy setup with a guy from Bumble, but that fell through pretty fast. Then I found another guy, let's call him Bob, that I enjoy spending time with, and it seems mutual. It has only been a few weeks, but I'm feeling comfortable about him, and all is going well so far. I don't know if this will end in a few weeks or be a fall- full fall fling, yeah. but I am playing it by ear playing it by ear sorry
0: isn't it by ear yeah that's my bad sorry
1: oh it's okay and having fun so overall taking your advice to do some trial and error and see what i want funny story note more of a cringe funny like one of those awkward sitcom scenes if they would ever talk about mental health the other night me and bob were making dinner together he jokingly asked you're not secretly depressed are you Backstory, I just moved to a new place and I haven't had time to get a bed, so I'm sleeping on a yoga mat. He said this was something depressed people did. I was not aware of this. My response to his question was laughing too much and saying, how funny would that be? Multiple (laughs) times. (laughs) Who responds to, you're not secretly depressed like that. I don't know if you felt the awkwardness or if it was just in my head. We continued cooking dinner and having a fun night question. This made me wonder, how would you handle a question like this early into dating someone? I have PTSD, which for me includes depression. I don't want to share it with someone I'm just getting to know. If they bring up this topic in a lighthearted way, is there a suave way to sidestep this without being an awkward mess? In the past, you've said, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Or can we table this for later? I like those. But in the context... In this context, felt it would be confirming his question as well. I'm curious, how would you have handled this turn in conversation? I'm eternally grateful for all the wisdom you've shared. Keep up the amazing work. Hoping to come to your next live show. Much love, Bumbarella. And they added pictures of their cat. Very,
0: very adorable. Is it the same cat? Um, I think it might be two different cats, but I'm not actually sure. Who cares? Who knows who cares? Wonderful.
1: Thank you, Bumbarella.
0: So, Bumbarella, my question is, do you not want to reveal this information? You said you don't wanna say you don't want to share it with someone you're just getting to know. And then you said is there a suave way to sidestep it without being an awkward mess? Okay, so you don't wanna share it with someone you're just getting to know. And it's it's not because it would be awkward, it's because you don't want them to know because it's like early in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just like figure that out while talking out loud. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. No, that's um, good to clarify. I think that this is one of those things that there isn't really a blueprint for how to handle it's kind of it depends on you it depends on the person but I don't I don't know about the thing about becoming an awkward mess is like you know if if someone if if I in like a light-hearted way brought up something mental health related and then turned it on to the other person and was like <laughs> is that does that describe you and they reacted sort of awkwardly I would be like, oh, okay. well, this is an awkward topic and it's can be difficult to disclose and it can be like vulnerable to disclose. So that's why there's awkwardness. Like, I don't I don't necessarily think that your um, that your goal needs to be avoiding all awkwardness because I think these things can be awkward. The other thing is that, like. That person should be not being like, are you secretly depressed and like making a joke about it, because that's not. I mean, that's not a good way to get to know someone because let's say you are depressed, which you've said your PTSD includes depression. Like that's not a that's not a good way for a person to bring up mental health in like a burgeoning relationship. And I understand that it was like lighthearted, but I'm saying that to say it, you are not the only person in this two person situation whose responsibility it is to make the conversation of mental health um not awkward. Mm-hmm. It's okay for it to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. But you, you're you getting, like, you're getting pitched a ball that's very awkward for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very hard for you to swing at the ball without doing it in a very awkward way because of the way that Bob put it to you. Like, you know, it's like if Bob was like, hey, like... I want to get to know you more. Let's let's talk about our Mm -hmm. experiences with mental health. Mm -hmm. That would that's like throwing you like a real nice pitch right over the plate, Mm -hmm. you know, but that isn't what happened here. So I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I think I
1: already said it. I know what you're saying. Catherine, please rescue me. One of the questions was how would we handle this, right? Mm. Correct? Okay. Sally, ask me if I'm secretly depressed.
0: You're not secretly depressed, are you, Catherine? (laughs) Oh, Angel,
1: it's no secret. (laughs) Um, That's me. I I solve things with humor. No, but this is a great question because it's totally up to you when you want to share anything about your life at all. Anything at all. So... I think that if he did a joking question like that, he probably wasn't even really asking, to be honest. And that's kind of, you know, it sucks. And listen, people are going to say things sometimes that aren't the best. Um, So I think laughing it off the way he asked, it sounds like he was laughing. So it's like, ha ha ha. Okay, But um, yeah, so I don't think he should have asked you like that. But it sounds to me like you handled it the way... (laughs) Although you said that you uh, how funny would that be, um, which sucks because, you know, now you're sort of lying about yourself, though, I guess, you know, and that's that's a weird feeling, too. Right. But that, that's what
0: I'm saying about the way he set it up. Yeah. Like he,
1: he didn't set it up very well. Yeah.
0: Even because I feel like when you make when you ask that question jokingly. You are actually asking the questions.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he actually was asking. Right. Um, I don't know, and that's the thing is we'll never know. I'm not in his head, but it sounds like you you held you handled it the way that you were going to handle it in that moment, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure he probably forgot about it but going forward if let's say you do want to talk about it you're going to want to start thinking about how you want that conversation to go so i think for right now in general advice ever and this is going back to the thing in the bar if someone says something and you're uncomfortable i can't tell you what exactly to do in that moment because you never know how you're going to mm-hmm. feel so i can't tell you exactly what right you know what to do but in in those situations if it's a curveball, I probably would have choked too and been like, ugh. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like I, I can't tell you what you should have said or what in the future one should say. It's a tough, it's a tough call. Yeah. Um, I probably would have also laughed nervously like a lot. Um, yeah. So it's more that I hope you recognize at some point. Think about how you do want to tell him about your depression if you do.
0: Yeah. And I think I mean, I just I just don't think it has to be suave. Like I understand that you don't want to that like, you know, in dating it's better to have fewer awkward moments than more. But also I feel like awkward moments when you're getting to know someone mm. are sort of part of the deal, Yeah, you know? And I mean like in the future, if you keep dating this person, you'll be like, remember that like awkward moment we had where you made the joke about the yoga mat. And I started laughing and saying, how funny would that be multiple times? Here's the thing. Like then there you go. You have a adorable story about it. But like, I, I just, I don't know how to, I think, I think you, you have your boundary. You have a really specific boundary, which is that you don't want to share this stuff with someone getting to know. And I think, like, that is the most important thing. Like, basically know what is your comfort zone around this thing and, like, what are the boundaries. And then from there, how you navigate those questions. I think it it's just going to be a matter of, like, well, who's asking you? What's the context? How are they saying it? How are you feeling about the person? How are you feeling about the situation? Um, because I can... You know, now that this has happened once, I can see that like maybe it'll, something like this could happen again and you would actually handle it in a different way that felt less awkward or whatever. But mm-hmm. I also I don't know, man, like I don't even think this sounds that awkward mm-hmm. just because like like I said, like you're you got like a fucking weird ass awkward pitch. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know why I'm like obsessed with this baseball metaphor, but like, what are you going to do? Like hit it out of the park? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, like I, I just I don't I don't think you were set up for success there um, in terms of like in, I, I don't think you were set up for like an awkward success. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I also feel like that's OK in dating.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I will say, first of all, I've never heard this about the yoga mat. I don't know if it's true. I think he was probably making a joke. To me, he was actually making a joke more about you not having a bed.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: That's, that's what I was thinking about when I read this. Is like, I don't think it was meant. The depression thing was a joke, but like deep down, he's probably like, "Why don't you have a bed?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, why does this person not have a bed? Yeah, um, he probably could have. He's probably writing into an advice podcast being like, I feel really bad because I'm dating someone and I like them, but they don't have a bed and they sleep on a mat and I don't know why. And I asked them about it in a weird
1: way. Yeah. You know,
0: so don't worry about it. He probably feels weird, too. Because dating is weird.
1: Yeah, that's great. I have to go soon, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. But I want to say I really like what you said. And you're right. He might just be, you know, not realize what he said was whatever. And he might be... Writing into an advice show right now himself. Mm-hmm. And if you like him, oh, I know what I want to get to. If you do still like this guy and, and he's totally worth it, yeah, you'll get through this. This is going to be fine. Totally. There's never a good way to answer that curve.
0: There's not. <laughs> Although I liked yours, it's no secret.
1: I yes, like that. I that's like. Good. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Um, cool. And then I probably would just like start crying and run away and right. think <laughs> like we we're going to break up. That's that's just me and my anxiety. Guys, listen, I'm so sorry. I have to go. We I screwed up everything about today.
0: It's okay. But
1: I missed you. I
0: missed you, Sad. I missed you too. But I'm really glad we got to do this. It's a nice little. How many minutes is it?
1: Uh, I don't know. About 40 something. That's a nice 40 yeah. something uh, minute episode. Listen, so I have the song of the week. Okay. You can tweet at us at Struggle Bus Pod. Email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com if you want to get into the Facebook group or ask a question. Definitely send those as separate emails. Put it in the subject line, whether you're asking a question or if you'd like to be in the group. Instagram.com slash the Struggle Bus Pod. Pictures. Hashtag use the hashtag Struggle Pod buzz 420 to find a struggle buddy. Tweet at Sally T. Tweet at me at SPK Heller. Go into to strugglebuspodcast.com to find out how you can become a bonus member for as little as $5 a month and get that fare card. The You'll never ride alone. struggle bus yellow fare card that mm-hmm. looks like a ticket or something, but uh, it gets you into your heart. And, yeah. Hey. Can oh, I just say one thing? Did I say tweet it, Sally? Oh, I did. Go you did. On.
0: I just want to really quickly say thank you so much to everyone, to our listeners who are being really cool when we accidentally miss a week yeah. because I didn't pack a mic um, or – just whatever, like our, our episodes are later than we mean them to be. You guys are really rad and no one ever like hassles us. Everyone's always really supportive. And yeah. um, it. we don't miss weeks and like not care and think it's no big deal. We do think it's a big deal and we care. And I just want to acknowledge that and thank you guys.
1: Yeah. So Song of the Week, listen, I'm just going to play you a clip of this, but you're going to want to hear the entire thing. Okay. It's a holiday song. It's been in my head constantly and yeah. I'm okay with it. So when you said Song of the Week, I was like, God, I just can't get this song. Well, now, now guess what? It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The title of this clickhole article, but it's a video and a song, is This Church Choir's Rendition of Christ Cometh to My House and Eats All of My Food, is absolutely stunning. And what it is, is there's this incredible choir and they're very seriously singing, Jesus came into my house and he eats all of my food. <laughs> and then it gets weirder and weirder and it's beautiful. That's amazing. So, oh, it's beautiful. Like legit, beautiful? it's oh, I'm so exciting. I cr- every year we listen to it. it came out last year we now every year listen to nice. it at christmas That's amazing um, All right cool hey thank you so much for listening I'm Kate I'm Sally bye Bye <laughs> He crawls around my living room, looking for more food and tells me I am going